Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Welcome to a world where in the not-too-distant future, cryptocurrency will be powering an entire fucking city. What? What do you think of that shit? How? Hello, and welcome to the shit that, what that they do not tell you. My Can name you is Can you just say our podcast name correctly? I just did. It's shit they don't tell you. Well, I was conjugating the word. Like, what if someone was like, they, this is the first episode they listened to, and then is. they're trying to welcome research for listener. it. They're like, yeah, listen to this podcast called That the Shit that That, that they, don't, they Don't Tell You, and I Googled this, it, no, and I shit, can't find The shit that they don't even tell you. <laughs> don't. That's what I was saying. Stop. No, please, but please welcome to the show, and we also have my lovely wife, Nikki. Hello, I'm just a wife. Just uh, joining in a today. Lovely wife. Just I'm a lovely wife. Just joining in today. Well, that's how they. That's how they. They tend to introduce people like over the past like thirty years. It's like, and this is my lovely wife. If, even if they're a co-host. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, so I'm not just like a, I'm not just accompanying you on All your right, show. Sure. It's not like bring your wife to work day. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. That. What are we talking about today, Chump? Okay, today uh, everyone knows I'm a crypto boy. I love crypto. Uh, I enjoy big crypto. big time crypto boy. Big time crypto boy, and uh, so there's a lot of exciting developments in uh, what's called the Ethereum DeFi space or DeFi 
definance, decentralized finance, right? Mm, okay. And so the idea is that a lot of the centralized power right now is in banking. Yes. Like if you want to go get a loan right now. You have to go to a bank. And what do you have to do? You have to apply. And how 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 is that process? Fucking annoying as fuck. Like you have to like prove you have income and prove like you have you've like paid all your taxes and that you have a business that's making money and you like you have to do all, or like if you're applying for a home loan you got to prove that you make a certain dollar amount and prove that your credit's good and prove and, that And why do you basically have to open your life up to these people in order to get a loan, right? Like there's a logical reason behind it. Yeah, it, it's because trust. It's trust, right? So they need to be able to make sure that they get their money back from you. Yeah. And so they have like a series of, you know, they they calculate based on your income, based on your assets and all this stuff, what they can probably loan you and you'll probably pay back within a certain amount of time. Right. But the problem with banking as it exists now, one of the problems, there's many, um, is that it's all centralized. Like there's really just a, a couple of banks and they all – you know, are in charge of everything. So they get to make all the rules. Exactly. And yeah. and so the invasiveness of loans and of um, really all of, you know, our financial experiences are extremely invaded by the by the banking institutions, right? Mm-hmm. Like they know what you spent, where, who with. Like, they know too much. They can, yeah, they, they, they know all of it. And, but, but what's more interesting is that we, we really don't have any control over whether we like that or not. Yeah. There is no competition for them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to go get a loan from them. There's really nowhere else to go, um, unless you, you know, build cash yourself and you take the heavy risk of, you know, or or, or the risk of time too. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to start my business yet because I don't have enough money yet and I don't want to go get a loan. Or you could maybe do a GoFundMe. Right. So there's just a couple options, right? Yeah. And you could maybe do it. It could maybe not work out. So, um, and just like getting a loan too. So what's cool about this burgeoning environment with um, Ethereum right now with crypto, but I say crypto, but it's like Ethereum is a cryptocurrency. Because when people hear crypto, they think Bitcoin. Always. Yeah. And I make, I even play into that sometimes because I say Bitcoin all the time, but I really don't even care about bitcoin that it's much. like it's like when people are talking about tissues and they call it kleenex. kleenex exactly yeah but but that helps the average person who is watching me understand what i'm talking yeah about. they're like oh i've heard of bitcoin right right so i'm really not even saying that half the time so in the cryptocurrency space bitcoin is just one type of coin there are many different types of coins bitcoin is considered in- digital gold right right and unfortunately just like gold you can't really use it as a transfer of value very easily Mm-hmm. Right. Like like Bitcoin is expensive to use right now and it's very sluggish because um, it takes longer to send a Bitcoin around than it would if you used Ethereum right now, for example. Ethereum is another coin. It's an it's another cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. And it's based on smart contracts. And it's 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 basically I mean, everything's came from Bitcoin. So we're all very thankful for Bitcoin. Right. I'm glad Bitcoin came out. I'm glad Satoshi made Bitcoin. I just don't think that Bitcoin. I think that Bitcoin. um is a little obsolete in in comparison to the way that the Ethereum space is being used right now. Like mm-hmm. like Bitcoin's not even used that much compared to Ethereum. Like the the entire crypto community. And uses when you way say use, like what do you mean by use? Like how do how are people using these these currencies? So um, 
right now there's this huge burgeoning thing called DeFi that I've talked about, right? And people are able to become the bank almost, and they're able to become the borrower. So if I want to take out a loan, um, I can do that without sitting down in an office anywhere. I don't have to have a conversation with somebody. I don't have to show them my bank statements and open my life up to them. I can do it via smart contract built on top of Ethereum, like, like on an application built on top of Ethereum. And so it allows me to get a loan by putting up my Ethereum as collateral or whatever token, but mostly people are using Ethereum. You put that up as collateral and you, you actually are going to put up a little bit more than um, your loan is worth, right? So that, that way the lender has a low risk of, mm. of, of you paying them back, right? Because it's all locked up in a smart contract. There is no like, I'm going to take your loan and run and I'm not paying you. Like it's all locked up in a smart contract. So if you don't pay the loan back, it gets, it goes to the lender. The Ethereum. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And it goes automatically via blockchain. So like, which is incredible, right? Like like this stuff didn't exist even five years ago. Right. And and now it's getting super popular because people are, are starting to get huge yields based off of interest on the collateral that's being like transacted. So it's it's just a wild time right now. Yeah. Uh, and there's many applications built on top of this. So if you think of Ethereum and, and, and as money, and you think of Bitcoin as money, think of the DeFi space as like um, almost like banking, or like in like like, and you can almost um, lock them together or break them apart like Legos. So like. There are there are things that exist, applications that exist that you can plug in together for different use cases. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, what do you mean? Like, what, so which certain coins can you can be used on on certain things? So uh, not the coins. I mean, yes, but it's really not about the coins right now. It's oh. about the um, the application that you're using. So right now, all this stuff is being linked together. Like if you think of if you think of Bitcoin is money and Ethereum is money, and really just ignore Bitcoin right now. We're talking about mostly about the Ethereum okay. space. If you look at Ethereum is money, the DeFi space is sort of like the bank, right? And uh, and the financial markets, and so you're able to lend uh, liquidity, which is you know in financial cash? terms exactly it's cash. It's like um, you're able to provide people who want uh, to borrow money the money and you earn interest on on giving them money so each i could be a, basically like a loan distributor yes you are the bank i am the bank which is unreal huh it, just by what having a certain amount of of ethereum yes so you could buy some ethereum and if somebody wants to borrow like part of like part of your ethereum on ethereum whatever like an ethereum is like 400 bucks right now right okay so let's say you wanted to borrow 400 like one ethereum from mm -hmm. me i'm like well what's my incentive why would i let you borrow my ethereum because maybe you want to go trade it you want to go um use it to make some other currency say like you want to go um buy something whatever whatever it is yeah um why would i do that without incentive so the incentive is that you're paying me in and then this is just one example you're paying me in a a token mm -hmm. basically that allows me to recoup my Ethereum with interest. 
How does that token work? Um, it it's basically uh, locked in. Like so, all this is done by smart contract. Right. So you don't have. To is think that the about new it. part of uh, like the new part that's come into play? Yes. Okay. This is all very very new. Yeah. And so within, I mean, this is really probably two years old now. Yeah. But it's really gotten hot lately. We're talking like billions of dollars are locked up in Ethereum right now, which provides scarcity to Ethereum, which makes Ethereum more attractive price-wise, which mm-hmm. is why it's gone up the uh, past couple of days. So um, that's, but that's the key that I want to focus on, guys. Like if you're getting scrambled out there, what I want to focus on right now is the fact that banking and our financial industry is extremely centralized. I, I just have, I just need one thing cleared please, up. Please, please. Um, because this is the part that's not making sense to me. Is if I am going to you for a loan because I want a certain amount of money and maybe I want to buy a house or whatever, um, how am I? How would I be able to put up collateral equal to so that you feel secure if I if I'm needing that money if I don't have that money, how am I even able to put up that collateral? Well, that's why I think that this. This is still new, right? So people aren't really using this to buy homes and stuff. Okay. Yet. I mean, well, actually, okay. Is it a deposit? Is it a down payment? Like, what is what is that collateral? The equal collateral to? is in crypto, right? So, but is it equal to the amount that I'm borrowing, or is it like just a, a fraction of it? So today it is, right? But that mm-hmm. can fluctuate because crypto is volatile. So, right. like for example, f- a couple months ago, about a billion dollars was liquidated in like 24 hours in the ethereum community which wiped out a lot of loans because all of a sudden if if you have your ethereum locked up mm-hmm. in a smart contract and ethereum's worth way less than what your loan was you were you you just got liquidated i see so your loan is gone i see so that's that's this that's where right now all this is very risky yeah and i don't advise anyone using it mm-hmm. but what's exciting is that i think within the next it's you in know, beta, basically. Exactly. It's it's very, very early days. But yeah. but the exciting thing to me that I want everyone to focus on out there, don't worry so much about the minutia of this stuff, is that within your lifetime, we will be taking power away from the banks and giving it back to the people. And that's what I think is so cool about yeah. this stuff. And a lot of people say, well, Steve, aren't they just going to buy in too or whatever like that? But the point is that the banks don't have central authority over whether you get to get a loan or not mm-hmm. like that w- that would be handled via you and another party and it's all secured on top of ethereum and so there's no you don't have to worry about that anymore yeah like in the near future mm-hmm. i wouldn't do this stuff now but that's what's so exciting right now is that we get to within our lifetime see something like that happen i'm really excited for it to not be controlled by the banks but then does that mean it's controlled by like an AI, like who is in, it's just completely decentralized because of the blockchain. Well, yeah, it's decentralized insofar as um, you don't know necessarily who you're getting a loan from. Yeah, and you don't need anyone's permission. Uh, so you, it could be somebody living in another country, and you don't need to even talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. it, like the the loans are are basically it's like, hey, this much is available, and then you say that's what I want to get, and then you put up your collateral, and then that loan gets gets provided to you mm. and then you've locked up your collateral so then unfortunately if, if ethereum tanks yeah you are liquidated so that's why it's scary Wait, to do right now how am i liquidated and not the person i just borrowed the loan i'm from? sorry the person who borrowed who you borrowed from is liquidated. yeah exactly so your 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 ethereum I'm, but, but but it's still it's the same idea right, right. so your ethereum goes to them Right, right. So then you are liquidated because it my Ethereum's liquidated, but I got their cash. 
you yeah, you have what they loaned you. Yes. Uh, in cash. In in crypto. Oh, I thought you said it was liquid. It is. Oh, okay. It's liquid crypto. Okay. This is confusing, huh? Uh, this this part is confusing. Okay. I just wanted to explain. I think people okay. are interested, but okay. I think that there's just questions like when you said earlier, like liquid means cash. Yes. I mean, that's what I think what everyone thinks of when they okay. think liquid is cash. Um, I'm so, talking liquid as far as crypto liquid. What is that? What is crypto liquid? Because so, like, so, if I want to buy something, I don't know if the like, um, you know, you said home's too big, but what? I'm trying to phone like that's. They're not going to accept liquid crypto. They're going to accept cash. They might actually accept crypto in some places. It depends on what it is, how big yeah. it is. But because um, there's there's crypto ATMs all over the place now. Like crypto's been pretty accepted in a lot of regions. But I'm thinking things that like if you're going to get a loan, like yeah. a loan is like it's an amount that you don't have, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a I I think it's a couple thousand dollars at least. It's a bigger amount. Yeah. So. Okay, so let me let me give it to you like this. Right now, the attractive thing about this stuff isn't yeah. so much I'm going to use this to buy a car. Okay, it's I'm going to use this to trade, and, and if I can trade and up my amount of Ethereum through trading with money that I'm borrowing, mm-hmm. I will double my stack of Ethereum by when I pay back my loan. Mm. I also ha- have profits from the Ethereum that I use to trade. Cause, so you can use their the crypto they're learning they're loaning to you to purchase more Ethereum exactly and then you get yours released back to you via smart contract when you pay back the loan so you just doubled your income potentially that's what a lot of people are doing with it right now they're mm-hmm. they're trading with it I see so but where this goes eventually I think as crypto as Ethereum reaches this thing called the freeze where um, there will be less and less and less Ethereum issued out per day um, and eventually it will slow 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 down and then ethereum gets more and more scarce and i think that you'll see much less volatility in the price so you're banking on the fact if you're taking a loan out you're banking on the fact that you're the percentage the roi percentage that you're getting on the new ethereum you're investing in is going to outpace the interest that you're going to owe on this loan yeah exactly and if you're a loan giver the incentive is that it's a locked-in interest rate. Exactly. Okay. So it it's it could be win-win, right? If as long as you don't do something stupid with the money that you borrowed, or which is how this environment is too. In or our as time. long as the market isn't so volatile that everything crashes and burns. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I say within the next couple of years. Yeah, but this is exciting because it's yeah, it's it like exists. it's the the testing part of it right now. Exactly. It's like when the internet was first born, everyone was like the internet's not going to be something that everyone's going to use. It's like so hard to use and like only some people can access it and blah blah blah. And like there were only like five web pages. Exactly. <laughs> I remember like being in elementary school and um we you know everyone first got the internet internet explorer and um I was in like the gate classes and like we'd get pulled from our normal class and we'd have to go like write research papers and you use the internet to, to find to find your research and it was like brand new like it was the first time we weren't using the library to like research something and there like you if you're researching watercolor there's like only watercolor.com like there's that's yeah it. yeah like that's it like you don't you can't like compare anything like you're very limited and so it's like of course if you're short-sighted you just see like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. It takes forever to load a page. You have to use the phone to do it. Your phone bill is now like super high because you like use your phone to access this internet. And like, 
who are you going to talk to? Drug dealers? Like, why would anyone ever use this this thing? And then now, after, you know, years and years and years, the internet is something that everyone... People can't imagine life without internet now. They can't. Everything runs on the internet. Every app, every... Like, all these services, businesses, everything runs on the internet now. So, I feel that way about crypto. And what you're talking about with decentralizing the finance is that like right now is an exciting time because it's brand new and yes. that and like people are working out the kinks and they're they're in, they're the most motivated to innovate in this stage big time and there's yeah. a lot of incentive to innovate too a lot of people getting fucking rich off of this stuff right like right. because it's, it's still early days it's really not very easy for end users to use still like for users are have the roughest time with a lot of this stuff because they're like, I don't understand what a MetaMask wallet is and how do I use a Ledger Nano S to transact with the blockchain? And it's just very confusing to a lot of people. Right. Stuff. And so that's why I still think it's early days as far as uh, the potential of the space and like when it comes to adoption. Like really nobody uses this stuff like the way – I mean pe- a lot of people are using it. More people are using it than ever. Billions of dollars are transacting through the air a day that yeah. we don't even know about. In old financial sectors, they just go, oh, that's Bitcoin stuff, right? Or maybe they know Ethereum now. But what's amazing is all of the different applications getting built on top of this stuff and where it could go. But like you said, it's very early. Yeah, I mean, that's how it was with the Internet. I'll just use that analogy again because, like, I remember, like, a web address, like a HTML or, like, a you know, HTTP colon slash slash. People were like, what the fuck? This is, like, crazy code that you have to enter in order to find a web, it's just too complicated. So now imagine a world where in the not too distant future, you can tokenize your own assets and put them on the blockchain and where they have a value compared to your asset. It's like one-to-one tied into your asset. Yeah. So if your house price goes up or down, it's tied to this token asset that you can um, um, transfer to people, right? So if I want to someone to to... You know, if I want to get a loan for my house mm-hmm. or if I want to build an extension on my house, I can tokenize my house and use that to, to secure a loan. But you might lose your house. Right just now. like just like yeah. how it is right now. Yeah. It's no different, right? right. But you're not but you it's probably a more secure loan as far as the way that it exists right now mm-hmm. because you're using money uh you're using like basically a little bit more than it's worth to get the loan for it. Okay. But that's not really not where anyone wants to go ideally with this stuff. Right. So I'm not thinking that by the time you get to tokenizing your house, it's going to be like that. But that's kind of the one-to-one um, comparison for now. Yeah. But yeah, you could you could tokenize your car. You could you could actually sh- um, share value um, with somebody else for an asset that you both own together. How does that work? So eventually, you're going to be able to tokenize, say, your house. Mm-hmm. You can tokenize real estate that you might own. You can tokenize you can tokenize your car. And the idea is, and I'll just read this uh, to make sure I get this exactly on right. Um, it, it addresses several challenges in capital formation and the liquidity, like we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is real estate owners can offer smaller investment denominations by fractionalizing a property through blockchain-based system which expands distribution to a broader and more diverse invest- investment group. Does that make sense? Mm, kind of. So I can tokenize my house mm-hmm. and offer smaller investment den- denominations to my property, right? So instead of you needing to own my entire uh, 
um, I have a 30, um, say I have a 30 unit apartment building. Okay. I could actually feasibly uh, rent out one of these via the blockchain mm. at a smaller denomination. Okay. So someone buys like a 30th of your coin or what? Well, they buy, uh, they buy a 30th of your property. Of your token. Via blockchain. Okay. So there's no like middleman fees, all the bullshit you have to deal with. You have to go sit down somewhere and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be doing it all through blockchain. Okay. Yeah. So it, it a lot of the, a lot of what the banking systems rely on right now is um, being a middleman for a lot of these different things mm-hmm. and getting money off the top when they loan things or if you don't make your loan, like like they get to liquidate your property, like a lot of that stuff is going to still exist but it will not be centralized okay so it could still be an evil world it's just that individuals will be there's no incentive for an individual to get greedy on it well there's no central authority that's saying like we we can control all of it we control all the loans in this space you go control all the loans in that space Mm -hmm. like the, the way that it is right now there's a lot of room for corruption surprise surprise right like this this the idea is that it would just become more about people interacting with each other and mm-hmm. less about people interacting with banks got it yeah and you don't even have to directly interact with them either at all yeah whatsoever it's all done blockchain wise mm-hmm. so that's why tokenization of assets is super cool because a lot of the stuff where you do real estate you have a broker fee and all that stuff would be eliminated there's no middleman anymore you don't mm-hmm. have to you know it's just like what amazon did to walmart and all these places they became the middleman right right they just jumped in front of them and said, we're going to give you everything, right? But this is more about uh, you don't need Amazon now. Whoever the person with the product is would just get the product to you. Mm. And they would probably still use like a carrier, obviously, and all that kind of shit. But the idea is that it, it, it would it would be built on a blockchain system, on some interface that would link one person with another. And then those two people would do what's called an atomic swap where they transact one crypto for another crypto instantaneously. Mm. Okay, what, what would be the point of that? Um, same thing as is how finance is right now. Like you can I can give I agree to give you this amount of money and you agree to give me that product. If you have that much collateral to put up in the first place, then why do you need the money? Or you know, why would you need that other if they're equal, like why do you need that other co- token? I don't get it. Okay, so so that's a big gap in what I've been talking about here. Yeah. So if you, this is part of what's dangerous right now about the DeFi space. Okay. If you think based on whatever, you know, indications you have that a cryptocurrency is going to go up, you could take out a loan, buy more of it, it goes up, then you buy out your own loan, and now you have way more crypto than you had before. Gotcha. Right. So then the same thing would, would, would happen with like your property or whatever. Okay. So but I doubt it would get to that. I, I doubt it would get to so that. So like a analogous thing would be that if you took a loan from the bank and then put it into the stock market, hoping exactly. that it makes money and then pay the loan back. High risk shit. Right. Probably shouldn't Super do high it. Super high risk. Probably shouldn't do it. But that's But the kind fact of, that you can do it on Bitcoin right now or on a on Ethereum. crypto on Ethereum yeah. right now is, 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 is shocking. Interesting part. Yes. Okay. Because then you could cash out those Ethereum for cash. Anywhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could do it through several exchanges. Yeah. Mostly Coinbase is one, Kraken's one. 
Okay. Um, Gemini. Yeah. Interesting. It's pretty wild. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something else to do with cryptocurrency. That's right. We'll be right back. I don't even know. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you, to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amount. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate we're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings so huge shout out right now to brian jorgensen that was sick of you dude thank you god bless uh huge shout out right now to mark mark w in springfield connecticut back to our podcast jenny Bly, hey, back to our podcast in Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast god bless you thank you steven huge. thank you for supporting the show <laughs> welcome back everybody welcome to a world where in the not too distant future cryptocurrency We'll be powering an entire fucking city. What? What do you think of that shit? How? So if you can tokenize everything mm-hmm. onto a blockchain or a public ledger, you now let's say that um, where there's waste in certain things, like uh, the UAE has voted to fully to- uh, fully put all their government services on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. 
by I think the end of 2020 uh, or, or 2021. But uh, the idea being that if you can tokenize everything on a public ledger and everything exists on the blockchain, there's no um, room for human error with a lot of the things that um, happen right now. Like like they project the U uh, the government of Dubai projects that they are going to are going to be able to save 1.5 billion U.S. dollars in document processing fees alone just by going blockchain. Huh. So when you look at all the fraud and the abuse that happens in a lot of government, um, usually places like that, document processing, all that uh, wasteful things like that, you're now just putting it on the blockchain. And now you remove the human error. Right. So it's it just becomes an instant transaction that no person puts their fingers into and can fuck with. That's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So more secure that's right and that's what that's what that's what at the bottom of the line um all this stuff is more secure than typical finance like the big problem right now with a lot of this stuff is you can still maybe get your funds stolen by user error like you do something dumb you log in somewhere with your private key yeah and get your shit stolen but that's really on you right now like yeah. it, it, the scam is something that you probably were involved in. Whereas like, you know, a couple of years ago, there was still a lot of vulnerabilities and um, people were taking advantage of that. But but as of even right now, like Ethereum has never been hacked. Mm -hmm. Like none of that has ever gone down. What happened was there was a hack called the DAO where the exchange where all the tokens of Ethereum uh, at the time were, got hacked, but not the blockchain itself. Mm -hmm. There's no vulnerabilities in the blockchain itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where um, I see all this going is tokenizing everything so that whenever you, when, when you go, when you travel internationally, you know, when we went to Bali and you have to go there and get um, transfer your currency for their yeah. currency, pay a ridiculous fee. The like uh, exchange currency exchange. Yeah, so yeah. all that will be neutralized. I don't think that stuff will exist anymore, mm -hmm. and I don't even think you're going to have to worry about going to a country and actually setting up, uh, like set, sitting down with somebody and, and doing any of that. Now you're just going to be able to go to a country, you use your phone, you use a QR code, and it transacts seamlessly via blockchain, so that there's less of a fee mm -hmm. when you use it. Whereas, like, right now you get, like, 3%, 4% fee. Like, that gets cut way down because blockchain doesn't need to pay for all these different layers of security. It's already built into it. That's cool. So you remove that, right? Yeah. The pain in the ass of that. I, I, I have hated traveling to places and worrying about their local currency and right. that stuff. Like, it's such a pain in the ass. Well, even, like, if you use a debit card, you get charged by the bank and stuff, like... Exactly. You get extra fees and stuff put on. So what I also predict within the next couple years, like say five years, Japan's going to have a stable currency that they're going to use. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. And, and what I mean by stable is for every one of their dollars, it will be tied algorithmically to their stable currency. Hmm. So it's always worth whatever their actual paper currency is worth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's what there's a thing called Tether right now or... Um, there's one called USDC, which is Coinbase issued, and it basically is the same idea. And and there's, huh, like we're talking 
tens of billions of dollars right now transacting just on stable coins in the crypto sphere. So people do that because they want to take advantage of whatever arbitrage because they're worried like arbitrage is like exchanging value between two different places that offer something for two different prices Mm -hmm. you could take advantage of that with certain if you have the right speed and you do it quickly Mm -hmm. you could take advantage of those differences and make a lot of money on that so that's a huge uh, use case for this stuff um but as far as like for you and me Mm -hmm. i'm mostly just excited about all of the middleman stuff in our world yeah. getting re- removed. I wonder if they could do that with taxes too. Put it all on the blockchain. Yeah, because like it's just a fucking bitch, you know? Like it's just an all this annoying stuff that the, the middleman, all the mm-hmm. middleman stuff like that you're talking about. Like I th- I feel that way about um, pretty much all financial institutions because <laughs> like there's so like it, there's a fee for everything. Yes. There's a fee for everything. You have to sign up for everything. Yeah. Like that stuff annoys me the most too is KYC, know your customer. You mm-hmm. have to log in, give us your email, what's your password. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of that's for identity fraud prevention and stuff. But. Sure. But some of it is just damn ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I was on Nat Geo earlier and they wanted my KYC. Oh. Like I'm just trying to read an article about the tribe that vanished or the, not tribe, the colony that vanished in like the 1580s or whatever. In Roanoke, Virginia. Why do you have to research? It was aliens, obviously. It had to be aliens. I think it was aliens. I mean, clearly. They left a little hint on a tree saying Croatian or something. They wrote it on a tree. But then by the time I got to that part, a fucking thing popped up. It said, if you want to keep reading this article, you got to put in your email. I hate how like everything became put in your Facebook. I'm like, I I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not doing No, it. I'm not giving you my Facebook. Yeah, what's with that? I, I always opt for email over the Facebook because I'm like, no. Me too, because I use junk ass email accounts. Yeah, exactly. I never check them. Yeah. So, uh, that's why. Yeah, when it comes to especially payments, man, that's obviously everyone knows that's my fucking favorite. Yeah. Like I, uh, been buying pretty pretty much heavily into uh, the payments space the, uh, through this one called o- o- OMG Network now. They rebranded to OMG Network. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I own. So How does that work? What is that? Uh, that's, I've talked about it before a little bit, but basically the idea is that um, they're going to take... They have a, a network now. It's in mainnet. They launched it, and they're going to take all of the Ethereum gas uh, fees and cut them by one-third. So right now there's a lot of congestion. What you need to speak in um cuz what's a gas fee like I'm so sorry. Okay. It sounds like gasoline. Um, okay. So right now when you use Ethereum, you pay what's called gas. Okay. And so if I transact with Nikki, I'm spending a certain amount of gas on, like that gets taken out of that transaction so that I can send it to you. Okay. So it's a fee, it's like a processing fee. And it gets paid to the miners. Okay. And the miners are all con- using consensus to approve of the transaction. Okay. Okay. So now uh, it's gotten really expensive because of the DeFi space that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. People are excited about the profits. Some people are making two hundred percent profits wow. on a lot of these DeFi loans, mm-hmm. and so that's because as the crypto bull market has come back, stuff's going up. So they're able to trade, and then they're using the they're they're able to get a loan, trade. They use the profits to make more profits, pay their loan back, and now they just increase their own stack, like I mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of fees, though. There's a lot of fees because as the network gets congested, I think it was like um, in May, the network got so congested to the point where it was taking 45 minutes to process a transaction on Ethereum, which is outrageous. 
Like it's supposed to settle within like a couple minutes, if anything. Yeah. It's supposed to be very quick. Um, so what Ethereum has been known for until, well, even right now, is 14, about 14 transactions per second, right? So Visa does thousands. They do like a couple thousand transactions per second. OMG Network just launched Mainnet. And actually today, like this morning, they announced that Tether is live on OMG Plasma. So you can um, transact Tether. Like I was saying earlier, there's billions of dollars transacting through the air for arbitrage markets and all that stuff. You're going to be able to transact Tether for one-third the price of the current ETH gas fee. I'm, yeah, that's a lot of I'm sorry. that's a lot of words. Uh, okay, can uh, hold on. I just want to break it down a little bit because yeah. you didn't even explain Tether. You kind of touched on it. Tether but- is, is always going to be tied to the U.S. dollar algorithmically. Okay. So people use it. Because they know that if Bitcoin, if I sell my Bitcoin right now into Tether mm-hmm. and Bitcoin goes down 100 bucks, I could buy my Bitcoin back for whatever it was worth plus $100. Mm-hmm. So now I got more Bitcoin than I had before. So thanks, Tether. I use Tether, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, I want to I want to not worry about volatility right now because I'm going to uh, on vacation and I'm a trader and I don't want to just have my money sitting somewhere where I can't trade in and out. I'm going to go to Tether, right? And so that's what a lot of people do because it's stable. Mm-hmm. It's it's crypto, but it's stable. Got it. And so, but the congestion and all the high fees have been because of Tether mostly. We're talking thirty. We're talking forty billion dollars now. It was thirty-two billion a week ago. We're talking forty billion dollars a day transacts via Ethereum, like because of Tether mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So now, if you take that and do what's called to what's called a layer two solution. It's built on top of Ethereum, so therefore it is secured by Ethereum. That's what OMG Network is. You, you're you now able to um, transact via layer two with the same security for cheaper because OMG batches their transactions and they can do 4,000 transactions per second, which is way better than 14. Right. So that's kind of what's just starting to explode out there is that OMG is going to help scale Ethereum so that when people use Ethereum on things called like CryptoKitties and all this stuff, and I think um, I think Paris Hilton just sold a piece of art on Ethereum. Mm. Like, um, so she she tokenized her artwork. She she painted it or something. She she did- painted it via digitally, uh-huh. and then she sold it via Ethereum for like eighteen grand for charity. Whoa! Yeah, and it all just got settled via crypto. Huh? Isn't that wild? So. Yeah, all, all, all that stuff will be easier and cheaper because OMG Network is going to be scaling uh, Tether on the side, right? So now it frees up Ethereum for regular use. So what does that mean for me? Let's say like I have like $1,000 right now. Like what can I do with it in well, the crypto Well, I'm not space? giving financial advice. Right, true. That's not my thing. We're I'm not, not an expert. We're not financial Everyone advisors. But if, if I wanted to... Um, if okay, if, if I gave you a thousand dollars right now, what would you do in the crypto space? I just did it last night. What what would you do? I bought OMG with it. Right, and why? Um, so Bitfinex is the first cryptocurrency exchange that has used OMG Network. Okay. 
to to for tether transactions so right now if you're a trader on bitfinex you can just log in and transact via omg network seamlessly using their exchange tomorrow huobi which is a gigantic exchange i think they're in japan they're going to um announce that they're going to use omg network to transact and so now you have two entities but one huobi has hundreds of millions of dollars in volume compared to bitfinex i think they had like 10 million dollars in volume a day so now you have crypto that people are using right because that's the biggest problem with crypto right now people really don't use it very much other than like i'm paying you you're paying me or even this in this DeFi space i am going to go trade with a with a high-risk loan right and then i'm hopefully or i'm yield farming i'm gonna hopefully make a lot of money off the top of this uh, loan that I'm giving out, right? So a lot of people aren't using it though, like normally. And that's what I'm excited about for this is the arbitrage market, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, is going to be able to use OMG Network so that you can transact via blockchain quickly. Like like it's almost like email fast. Like I got this shit on my phone. Mm -hmm. Like I can send you a transaction. I showed you, I had somebody send me something and I was showing Nikki. Cause I'm super nerd about this shit mm -hmm. and it was very fast. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell you were a nerd about it. And so I just love this stuff, man. I'm just mm -hmm. excited about it. I'm excited about the whole Ethereum space. I'm excited that Ethereum scaling is happening. What's the arbitrage industry? So arbitrage markets is like, um, if something's worth a dollar on one exchange, Oh, gotcha. It's worth a dollar Oh two on another exchange. You can potentially profit off of that. I see difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's super Cause cool. It goes so fast. Because it goes so fast. And so that's the that's the other incentive is that if you're in, in arbitrage trading mm -hmm. and you want to, and it is last May, and you're trying to arbitrage between two different exchanges and the disparity that they have in price the price of something, and you got to wait 45 minutes for Ethereum to clear up, you're fucked. Like, you're fucked. Yeah. So that's kind of what scaling Ethereum does is it, it, it opens the lanes of the road. And what's cool about OMG Network is eventually they'll have uh, staking so that and I've been talking about this for a long time, but they'll eventually finally actually have staking where you the road that I'm talking about that's being opened up, you will own part of the lanes. You get paid the same way miners do right now for people transacting on the network. Mm. So based on how many tokens you have? Yeah, based on how many tokens that you put into a smart contract for staking. Mm. And it's really you you know, you're part of you're part of sec another security layer because it's just, you'll, you'll, it'll be decentralized. Like you're you're one of many people running what's called a watcher, and you're making sure that the transactions that happened aren't fraudulent. Mm -hmm. So like you can't double spend on any network if there's somebody there making sure that you actually sent that money. I see. And you just say you did. Yeah. Because that's the problem with any currency that you could set up is how do you know that somebody actually spent it? Mm -hmm. If there's a double spend problem, you don't have a currency that people can trust. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So running an incentivized watcher gives you reason to want to make sure that the transactions are clean and then you get paid for it. I see. Yeah. But you're not actually sitting there watching it. You're like. Well, you run. I don't know how all that's going to work yet, but you run what's called a watcher and it's a program that you're running. I see. Like almost like a how they do Bitcoin and Ethereum right now where people run nodes and they they um mine mm -hmm. it's a, it's similar to that mm. um but 
it's not one entity doing all of it. I see. Yeah. Well, that is a lot of information to take in, uh, but it's very exciting. I'm excited for all the things to come, and I'm glad that you understand it. Listen, I'm trying <laughs> well, to communicate it. Okay, I'm sorry if it's been confusing. No, it, it's great. It's really sexy how how like nerdy you are. I about love the shit. Yeah, okay. but what I love about it the most, right, is what I opened the show with. Right. Yeah. Right now, there's a central authority, and like, how many people have a great experience with a bank? You, they charge you stupid fees for stupid things all the time. Yeah. Now there's talk that they even want to charge you for having an account at all <laughs> when they use your money to make more money. Like everything I've, I've been talking about with the, all these markets, right, where people want to take their own money and use that to make more money. That's what the banks literally do with your money right now. Mm -hmm. So it's no more a scam than our banking system. Is. Oh, yeah. it's a huge. The banking system is a huge scam. And, and that's what is getting – so I just want to take it away from them and put into your – your pocket so that you can use your phone anywhere in the world. You can transact one currency for the other permissionlessly without anyone uh, saying you can or can't do it. Mm -hmm. Borderless. You can do it in any country. Western Union's fucked, right? How, mon how much money does Western Union make for oh a cross-border payment yeah. transfer? It's fucking ridiculous. Yep. Huge billion-dollar industry there. And that would be disrupted overnight. Like, the ability for uh, somebody to send money to their family in Mexico right now via blockchain without anyone's permission for a very very small fee because they don't ha you don't have to pay for security is where it's all going dude so that's where, what it's where it's interesting for everyone listening is that this is going to happen yeah this is going to happen it's already happening right now it's just that it's all getting fine-tuned and finished up so that we can all use it easily because that's where that's what needs to happen is that when you Whenever, wherever you go, wherever you live, you should just be able to not be at the whim of a bank that gets to decide whether you're going to transact or not. Yeah, I hate that. Me too. I've hated it forever. So I'm just stoked that there's actually, thanks to Satoshi Nakamoto, there's a whole community that sprang up around the idea of saying, nah, I don't think it's cool that you guys just get to print all the money and tell everyone how it's going to be. Like, we don't have any power. Mm -hmm. If as long as they're able to do that, yeah. And so, yes, everyone cynical out there who's like, "Well, you're never going to beat them." All this stuff, dude, or, or it's all bubble, dude. It, I've heard that for years. Mm -hmm. 2013, everyone said that was a bubble. 2018, everyone said, or 17, everyone said that was a bubble. But now here we are. It's 2020. Everyone's talking about crypto again. More people are using it than ever. Mm -hmm. More money now is being transacted in crypto than ever. It is not a bubble. It is a technology being used just like when everyone had ovens and then the microwave came out and everyone's like, why would I use a microwave? I have an oven. It's the tipping point thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a book by, I believe, Malcolm Gladwell, right? Is it uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, it's by Malcolm Gladwell and it's all about that, about how when something, when an idea first pops up, everyone calls it fucking stupid mm -hmm. and everyone laughs at it and says, that'll never happen. And then like... Um, after after it goes over the tipping point, it's like wildly accepted. Where like you don't accept it, you're like crazy. Like people that say they don't use microwaves anymore, we like look at them and we're like, "You're nuts. You're crazy." I like, do why actually. Don't, why don't you Why don't you use your microwave? My own brother doesn't want to use a microwave. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they're, they're maybe they're right. I will I say know. food tastes better not in the microwave. I've noticed that. Yeah. Like if I over, but I well, want to spend forty five minutes. It doesn't. It, it doesn't heat up um in a balanced way. Right. It's like uneven. Yeah. I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But point being, 
this is the microwave. Yeah. Right? It's not tulips or whatever people like to say it is. Yeah. There was a thing called tulip mania where tulips were worth a fuck ton of money because everyone wanted them for a very short period of time and it was a complete bubble that burst. And yeah. so people like Warren Buffett like to go, it's just tulips about mm. crypto, but they don't understand it. And they go, I don't want to buy it because I don't understand it. And then at the same time, they denounce it as tulips. Yeah, I can understand, like, I don't want to buy it because I don't understand it. But denouncing something I don't, that, you don't like, that you don't understand is, that's, that's, that's wild. tough. Yeah. That's, wild. I, don't, I don't agree with that. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, thank you so much for helping us thank you for try being with to me, folks. understand uh, I, everything. I hope that I was able to digest some of this stuff for you guys. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Let us know in the comments. I mean, it's... I'm sure I will have questions later. And if you have crypto questions, send them to podcast at Nikki.Lima. Yeah. Because when we do you, a, when we do ask us anything... You can literally ask you anything. You can literally ask us anything. People choose to ask about their relationships, but you Which can is fine. ask about crypto. And we love that, too. We do love that. So, Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you like this podcast, please uh, give us a five-star rating. It really helps a lot. And share this with your friends. It, that helps so much, too. It really does. We also have bonus episodes of Should They Don't Tell You on Patreon. It's called Should They Don't Tell You After Dark. After Dark. And we do uh, another podcast on there, too, called We Just Woke Up. Um, so check it out. Put yeah. the links in the description. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is Will Friedell. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds 
and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood.